Even though Julius Randle had his best offensive game of the season against the Clippers a few nights ago, we can't forget how bad he's been on offense for the Knicks all season long. Because you could argue, besides that Clippers game, he's been the least impactful player on offense for this Knicks team. And I'm not the only one who's noticed that. Former GM of the New York Knicks, Scott Perry, actually went on a podcast and said the exact same thing. But he gave a reason as to why he believes Julius Randle is struggling early on for the Knicks. We're going to break down that report and see exactly what he said. All of this and so much more today. Let's get started. Former GM of the New York Knicks, Scott Perry, is actually speaking out about Julius Randle and his offensive struggles. Now, before we get to Randall and why Scott Perry believes he's struggling on the offensive end for the Knicks, we have to give him a little bit of kudos and a little bit of praise. Julius Randall went off for the Knicks and had his best offensive game against the Clippers. If you take a look at what Randall did here, he gave the Knicks 27 points, his best game of the season on offense. 9 of 21 shooting, 3 of 8 from 3, And he pulled down 10 rebounds to go for a double-double for the New York Knicks in that Clippers victory. And I hope he can do the same thing tonight when the Knicks take on Wembayana and the Spurs. It's going to be a very difficult matchup and we're going to need Julius Randle to be locked in and focused. But the problem is consistency with Randle. Because even though we're getting this from Randle right now, will we see it each and every game moving forward? That's the biggest issue. And former GM Scott Perry actually noticed Julius Randle struggling on offense and he commented on it and he gave his reasoning on why he believes Randle is struggling right now for the Knicks. Roll it. Uh, Julius Randle, he's really struggling and doesn't really look with the rest of the squad. What are your thoughts on the Knicks so far and Julius Randle's struggles? Can't sugarcoat it. Obviously, Julius is struggling, not in rhythm. Julius is a hard worker. He wants to play every game. He wants to compete. He wants to do well. The off-season surgery that he had, uh, he's a real rhythm player. Probably knocked him out of his rhythm a little bit. Play a lot of five-on-five pickup. So he didn't really have the opportunity to do that this summer as he um, recovered. If you've had surgery and you've come back, that's going to take some time. I'm going to give him enough time. He's earned that time. And I'm going to give him the respect of saying he's out there playing and playing through it. And I expect him to return back to, to where he was at, you know, before that injury because he was playing very well, I thought. Shout out to the Hoop Genius podcast for having Scott Perry on and providing us this information and that clip. That was a great breakdown by Scott Perry and great information on why he believes Julius Randle is currently struggling. As you heard, he's attributing it to the ankle surgery and the fact that it took him out of rhythm and the fact that he wasn't able to do what he normally does during the offseason, which is play a lot of basketball, a lot of pickup basketball, and a lot of five-on-five. And because of the surgery, he was limited. All he could really do is watch film, and it really took him out of rhythm. Now, for me, every time I look at the injury for Julius Randle, I don't use it as an excuse because I say that he was healthy to start training camp. He had a full camp. I heard he had a great camp. So because of that, I didn't think the injury had anything to do with how he's going to play. But Scott Perry mentioning the fact that he's a rhythm player and that he needs to do certain things for him to be in rhythm, for him to be in rhythm to start the game, to start the season, 
to be in focus on offense. That struck me a little bit more than anybody else has before. Because I'm not saying I give Julius Randle a pass. I'm not saying that. He doesn't get one. He needs to be better on offense. However, I think I can understand a little bit of what Scott Perry is saying here. In a nutshell, Julius Randle did not do everything he needed to do to come into the season to be ready and focused and locked in to give the Knicks the same impact as last season, this season. And he's working his way back into that because he didn't get to do the things that he normally does during the offseason. Even though I understand that, as I said, he doesn't get a pass. But I think it's important to recognize this and to talk about it because Scott Perry, who's known this man for years since he's come to the Knicks, has basically told us that Randall is a rhythm player. And he needs to be in rhythm for us to see him do the things for this Knicks team that he did last year, this year. And again, he is still working his way through that. I don't know if he's injured. A lot of people have told me on the timeline, on social media, and across different platforms that he was limping after certain games because of all the stress that he's been putting on his leg, on that knee, and on that ankle. Now, I don't know if it has to do with that or just getting back into game shape or getting back into rhythm. But he did not look injured against the Clippers. If anything, he looked like he was ready, locked in, and was going off. And if we get that Randall tonight, the Knicks are absolutely going to beat the Spurs. But it's all about what Julius Randall we're going to get. The consistency has been the biggest issue with him. But hopefully that Clippers game was a wake-up call and it ignites him to play like that each and every single game. Because if we can get that type of Randall and then we get RJ playing like he has been and we figure that Jalen Brunson is going to figure it out, imagine what that Knicks team could look like if all of our players, all of our big three were on playing together and playing at an elite level. The Knicks likely would have won a lot of the games that they lost. Their record might have been better. So I think going into these next few games, maybe the next 10 or 15 games, if this Knicks team can lock in and play together, play more cohesively, pass the ball more, and look for each other more, I think this Knicks team is going to look a lot different than they look right now. Mark my words on that. And Julius Randle is going to be one of the biggest factors of that because he is one of the better players on this Knicks roster. Whether fans want to admit it or not, he is. And he's capable of dropping 30 and giving you 10 rebounds or 12 rebounds five or six assists on any given night. That's the Randall we saw last year. And I think that's the Randall we're going to see this year. We just have to wait for him to get back into that shape and get back into that form. But shout out to Scott Perry, who's now making appearances on podcasts, giving his insight, giving this information and letting us know more about why certain players may be struggling early on. And I love to hear about this stuff. Hopefully next time we get more information potentially about why Brunson may be struggling early on with the Knicks because Brunson also doesn't look like his old offensive self. We need to see him get better and get back into rhythm. But what about you guys? What do you think about Julius Randle? Are you concerned still even after that Clippers performance that he gave us? Or do you think after that Clippers performance, it's basically unlocked them and we're going to see that Randall and so much better each and every night moving forward? Let me know in the comments because honestly, guys, I would love to hear from you. But that's going to do it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, 
Go ahead and smash that like button, leave a comment below, and of course, guys, please subscribe to the channel. Until next time, Nick fans. Peace. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.